Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly, fully vaccinated, almost boosted Johnson in D.C. I am so excited to date my guest. My returning guest is Sarah Wood. She is the social media director of Vote Vets. She's a writer. I've talked to her a million times. I love her. What can I say? But before we get into our conversation, the Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. It's patrons who keep the show going, so I am so grateful for each and every one of you. If you enjoy today's show, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You'll see that I offer a bunch of different tiers, including one that has a much shorter intro and is completely ad-free. I do two free shows a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show only by me, Whatever I feel like talking about that particular day, it's kind of like a stream of consciousness. Again, just go to patreon.com slash startmeup. Take a look at the different options. You can always upgrade later. You can also find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes slash Apple podcast store, become a subscriber because it's free. And while you're there, please rate the show and leave a review. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Sarah Wood. Welcome back to the show, Sarah. Well, hello. It's good to be back. Yes, it's always fun talking to you. And, you know, I just want to say thank you, first of all, for being available at quick notice at such a short notice. And um, I guess we're just going to get right into it because there is a lot going on. And there's part of me that just wants to go take a nap (laughs) because it's like I can't freaking stand it. I swear to God, I'm trying not to be overly stressed. I'm really making an effort. I'm making an effort in several areas. But one and one of the areas is I don't want to feel hateful. You know, it's there's so much reason to feel hateful. And, and you know, Ted Cruz just defended a Nazi salute and Don Jr. Made, did you did you see that? I didn't know that. Yes, I he didn't did. see that. How did I miss that? Yes, he did. Basically, he was saying I, I, I didn't hear the entire thing because I think it was Aaron Rupar put it up and it was a clip from the hearing. And um, he was talking about just different words and this and that. And then he, he was saying how whatever words or symbols or what, and, and he, he even said the word, the words Nazi salute, like that's not hurting anyone. That was his defense. What? Well, it's not hurting anyone. So yeah, he basically just defended a Nazi salute. So that was awesome. Um, how do you hate, how do you not, like, I don't want to spend my time hating him. Because he's such a horrible person. And so, you know, and it's like, I don't know if you, did you see that woman who was the older woman on the subway who was screaming hateful, like just everything was hateful coming out of her mouth. Did you see her? Was it like, I didn't listen. I was, I was on my phone and it was the lady that was really up close. Just yes. Like yelling. Yes. Yeah. 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 I didn't know what she said, but I definitely saw that. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was about a mask. <laughs> I think she was talking about a mask. But uh, yeah. It was about masks. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, and I, and I posted that I said, it's really easy to mock these people, but they've been brainwashed and it's, it's, it's scary, but it's very sad for our country. And then of course this guy came on and he's like, yeah, I can't believe there are people who still feel sorry for these people. And it's, it's not about feeling sorry for them. It, it kind of is, but Mostly, it's like, I mean, I talked about this a little bit on my patrons only show today, so I'm just going to recap it. But, you know, I could choose to hate her. I could choose to spend my time dwelling in negative feelings towards her and pointing my fingers and going, I hate this one and I hate that one and I hate. But first of all, I'm sick of it. And it doesn't help. 
it just doesn't help. No, you know, and it's no, just, co- coming ugh. at these people with like anger. Yeah, it, it just makes them bite back more because they're they feel like they're standing up for something. Yeah, and, like and, we feel like we're standing up for something. They feel like they're standing up for right. something, and yeah, it's not helping anyone because nothing's changing. No, and then like on a personal level, how does it help you to spend your life dwelling in hatred? And it's not that I've been so hateful, although I have felt like I hated Trump and all those people. But mostly it's fear. You know, it's like I'm afraid of what they're going to do and I don't want to spend all my time in fear. And I can't help it because we see what's going on. We see what Mansion is doing. We see what cinema is doing. And it's just, it's very difficult. I'm, so, you know what? That aside, how are you doing and handling all of this? I'm okay. See, I keep busy. I, I, I feel like I'm actually doing some good work when I work with yes. both vets. Like we're trying to get legislation pushed forward. And I feel like, at least I feel like I'm doing something and I'm not right. just sitting back and being angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that does, it does help to have like a few cards in the game. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it struck me the other night um, or last night, I should say. Did you see Kristen Cinema wearing her denim jacket? I guess it was on the Senate floor. I know. It was like an 80s movie. I was waiting yes. for her to break out in song. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was quite something. <laughs> well, I, I've come to the conclusion that, you know, I think she, she is, what is it? I think she understands what she's doing. And I don't know why she's so hostile to the Democratic Party, but she seems to be. And, you know, we've, she's worn clothes before that people have made fun of. And, you know, I mean, I try to refrain from making fun of her clothes because Hillary got mocked for what she wore. And while I don't like Kirsten's style, I think her style is it's not my style. Um, It's it's you know, I guess one might somebody nice might describe it as playful. Um, She's really into colors and she's really in like she's worn like Hello Kitty type things. Um but because like Hillary Clinton and AOC and so many women are criticized for what they wear, I think what she's doing is on purpose because this outfit that she wore um, on the Senate floor, and it's not just the floor, she was, what was she doing? She was overseeing, I don't even know what she was doing and I should know more, but see, this is how I like, I kind of tune out sometimes, even though my show is about politics, I can only handle so much at once, but she was like sitting at the fucking, you know, at the top of the Senate with her fucking gavel and mm-hmm. her outfit. I'm not going to, you know what? Her vest was cute, but it was not professional. It wasn't bad. No. I didn't say anything. Right. But it no, was, no, it, wasn't, it wasn't professional. It wasn't. And yeah. she chose to wear something casual to, a, you know, in a professional setting. And, I think she's trying to bait us because she knows that Democrats are always, you know, defending women because people criticize specifically not only the GOP, because there were people who criticized Hillary's pantsuit that were in the, you know, maybe they weren't necessarily Democrats, but they were liberal or on the left or whatever who didn't like her. Um, But she was professionally dressed. So you don't have to fucking like her pantsuits, but she always was professionally dressed. Kirsten Cinema was not. And I swear to God, I think she's baiting us. I don't know what the fuck her deal is. I mean, 
Do you think it's just about yeah. money for her? What? And, and I don't know that she's even giving a shit about a second cent. I mean, does she care about getting reelected? She doesn't seem to care. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. I honestly think she's playing. I. This is my personal opinion. I honestly think she's playing a game. Like she's setting herself up for what she's going to do after the mm-hmm. Senate. I don't think she, she knows she doesn't stand a chance at winning again. She barely right. won the first time. Yeah. And she has been setting herself up and creating a character out of herself. She's very mm-hmm. memorable right now, mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. We know who she is and there'll be, and she'll be able to like, there'll be somebody afterwards who will want to use that brand mm-hmm. and she'll profit off of it. She's right. setting herself, like she, it's money. just absolutely doing it on purpose. She's being very calculated about all of it. Yeah. Like, how many people sit and oversee the Senate when they're, you know, they everybody gets their turn. They get they get this yes. over the Senate. Nobody nobody talks about it. Nobody cares. She goes up there in a denim vest. <sighs> We're like, well, look at that. It's Greece three. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy takes DC. Like you don't know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God, she's making me so fucking angry. And then, you know, I think though she there there are a couple things that she's agreeing with Biden on. So it's like who knows what she's going to do in the end. I don't know where she's going to go, um, as far as her votes and where she's going to land as far as you know preserving saving democracy. And then okay, that brings us to Joe Manchin, who's on the completely other end of the same or the other side of the same coin because he is not looking. I mean, I know he likes the attention. I think that's obvious. Um, I think he likes the power that he he's like, oh, the sole Democrat who's basically deciding everything. But I think today he was criticizing wanting to tax the uh, the wealthy, not just individuals, but like corporations, because he thinks it's divisive. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, how do we deal with no, these He doesn't want to get taxed. He doesn't want to get taxed. No, of course. That's what it's all about. Taxed. Yeah. This is personal. Yes. He's playing, he's trying to play both sides. Yeah. He's trying, he's trying, that's what he's always done. And you never know where he stands. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not even a character. He's just like a mannequin in the corner that you want to, not going to say it, not going to say it because I could get around. But yeah, he, it's just so, he's, he's obnoxious. Oh my. And it's like, God. I feel like he knows the right thing to do. Yeah. He does. But he's like, I can get what I want by being a dick to everybody else. Yes. Yes. And he, yeah. I think he just, like, he gets off on the power. He, I think he really enjoys this. And, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens because he's not going to have this power if we lose. He's not going to have this power if we win. So this is just a brief mm-hmm. window where he gets to swing his fucking dick around. And the people of West Virginia are extremely unhappy with him. I don't know if you saw, I think it was on Joy Reid last week. There was a woman, and I, I, please pardon me if I get this name wrong, but I think it was like the poor people something of West Virginia. And this woman was the real fucking deal. You know, she had the accent, and she was talking to Joy, and she's like, look, he is not representing what the people want. And, you know, I mean, she was speaking on behalf of poor people in West Virginia, and she was explaining that they want to see him in town halls, and he, he won't do them. And so, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the end. Obviously, West Virginians are not happy with what he is, you know, doing as far as, again, just throwing his dick around because that's what he's doing. And I hope maybe Mm -hmm. I hope that in the end, you know, I swear to God, I want the way I look at this is I want the uh, Build Back Better bill to pass. But everything is being watered down so much 
I don't even fucking care about that right now. We need, and I agree, and I don't. I wish I remember who said it, but somebody said we should have gotten the voting bills passed first. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever that happens, I don't really care. It has to happen because if we can, if we can get rid of gerrymandering, and if we can expand our our lead in the Senate specifically, and keep the House, maybe grow the House even, um, then we can go back to build back better. And then we can get this yep. shit passed. We can because nothing's going to happen if if we don't if we can't do this in 2022. We have to make sure that we have that voting rights bill. And you know, I mean, there have been some who have argued we can still do this without that bill. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I think you know it would it would take a miraculous feat. I mean, we we saw general election turnout in 2018, but Trump was president. So Democrats were highly motivated. Now we have Biden and voter enthusiasm. Oh, we're bored. We're just bored now. So we're not going to, I don't know. I'm like, uh. so I, I, I mean, people have goldfish memories too. Exactly. They're going to be like, oh, gas prices are up. And this yeah. and that. And like, oh, we have a supply chain issue. And they're going to be like, we're, you know, like they're just like, yeah, let's let the Nazis roll. The the, they'll moment. be okay. Yeah. <laughs> they don't think, they don't think. They, they don't think no like, they don't think long term it's it's so incredibly frustrating because like honestly like we should have passed voting rights first and foremost yes yeah because I mean, yes. nothing else matters no if we don't have people in there creating legislation in the people in our favor in the people's favor nothing else matters yeah. so if like because we could we could put something in and put it through and who's to say the next congress doesn't overturn exactly it? exactly so, so we need to make sure our voting laws are tight, making sure everybody vote. There's no voter suppression. You know, making vote by mail is accessible. Making, you know, we, we should have like automatic voter registration. We should have all of these things, making sure it's easy as possible to vote, not cheat. Cheating is what right. they're doing. Right. They are trying to suppress the vote. They are yeah. trying to make it as hard as possible to vote because they, that's what they do. Yeah. And we're, I feel like we needed to prioritize voting yeah that's i mean climate like we have to take care of climate if we don't take care of that then we're just you know that's like one of the most important things nothing's going to be around to even vote on (laughs) if we don't clean up our climate issues but we can't do that right now because we've got these two yeah we've got (laughs) these two people who are making it impossible and so we just need to expand our lead. We need to get a bigger lead in the Senate for sure. And, you know, I do not want to listen to these people who say, okay, we're probably going to lose the Senate. I can't go there. I just can't go there. And, you know, I mean, occasionally I have, I get DMs from people just because, you know, they, they follow me and they're like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. And I, and, and all I can say is, I mean, I get it. I totally get the freak out, but I think what's really important is instead of focusing on, everything that could go wrong i'm just trying to keep like hopeful and i know biden understands i know biden and and schumer and pelosi understand what's at stake they are not under the delusion that oh if we just you know if we just make nice with the republic i mean they know what's happening they know we're dealing with like fucking literal neo-nazis so I don't know how they're going to get it done. And I know Joe Manchin has expressed interest or at least expressed, not interest, but, you know, like maybe he's going to say, okay, a carve out on the filibuster. He, he's not going to get rid of the filibuster, but he's open to reform. And if he's open to reform, he could be saving this and just using his power now, throwing his dick around. And then it's like political cover. 
and he'll come in at the end and go, okay, I'm for the carve out. And then, I mean, we'd still, I think, need cinema. But if if we can't get cinema, maybe we could get somebody from, like, I don't know, Lisa Murkowski or some, you know, somebody like that. I don't know if they would come on over and help us with the voting rights. It's unlikely, but it's not completely out of the question because Lisa Murkowski was one of the people who helped save the ACA. So I, I do yeah. want to give her credit for that, even though she can be very disappointing. Well, yeah, it's 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 <laughs> and it's wildly frustrating to hear people like basically say we're going to lose. I know. Um, it's I know. Like, well, that that's the spirit, right? <laughs> it's like, come on now, guys. Oh, I like, yes, I was fighting there, that like, all Thursday. Pessimistically, like, yeah, yeah, you're probably gonna lose if you're right. just like, you know, counting yourself out. You might as well not even bother showing up. And yeah. that's not how to get people to the polls. Exactly. You get people to the polls saying, "This is we're gonna win. We have a chance at winning. We're gonna win. We have a chance at winning." People are gonna show up because they're like, "Yeah, we could do it. We yeah. can do it." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, we're probably not gonna take the Senate." And people are like, "Well, I might as well not even bother." Exactly. We're gonna lose the Senate. And, and it's, it's so midterms. Yeah, it's like it's anybody mid-terms. that's negative. Ugh. Yeah, and I, I was yelling at everybody on Thursday. I got so irritated. And it was so funny because people were taking it personally, like, you're scolding me. And it's like, okay, first of all, I don't even know who you are. For all I know, you have spent Maybe your they time. Need it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's like, if you've spent your time phone banking or going out and getting people registered, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the fucking. Ap- apathetic people who are just like you know oh both sides are bad I mean I will say some of these people who are screaming about the doom and I can understand why people feel doom but if they're screaming about the doom um, perhaps they voted for Jill Stein perhaps they're just the ones who are always mm-hmm. screaming about the Democratic Party so it's hard to know you know where who I'm talking to because I was getting really you know like it's funny because Jen Kirkman loses her fucking patience with idiots all the time <laughs> and yeah, and does. i know she gets <laughs> a lot so of great. shit from people because they're like oh, they yell at her and they're like oh they don't like because she's just saying the truth and and she just people don't like it people don't like it when she mm-hmm. calls out certain kinds of behaviors that they're displaying and she just doesn't care and that's how i was on it was like i don't care and i blocked so many people i don't give a shit if i lose followers for this bye i don't want to see your fucking negative shit in my feed plus you know if i happen to have a viral tweet and you're putting all this negative shit then you're writing on my platform no (laughs) <laughs> like no i'm not giving you that so i i was in like exactly. such such a fucking bad mood on tuesday although i have to say i did it was funny because i was in a bad mood because of the people like i, I the thing that set me off was bob told me voter enthusiasm was down in virginia and gop voter enthusiasm was up, enthusiasm was up and it was like why do we have to why do we have to make ourselves so excited? Look, Terry McAuliffe is not my first choice of a Democrat. But if I were living in Virginia, I'd be running to the fucking polls. Because what are what are the options? Neo-Nazis or Democrats? That's it. Yeah. That's it. Honestly, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Yeah. That's really all you need to know. Do you want a neo-Nazi? Or, sorry, if you hear weird noises, that's my street you have neo-nazis or you have like <laughs> same people they might be a little bland might not be exactly what right. you want but they're not neo-nazis <laughs> right come on people like what like what do you want like no, there's no perfect candidate no and there if you isn't. have a perfect candidate then they're probably not perfect for everybody else and they're never gonna win right exactly and it's just like 
Well, and I think what is lost on so many people, because what I'm seeing is Democrats keep letting us down. Democrats keep letting us down. Well, guess what? Guess what? In 2010 and in 2014, Democrats didn't fucking vote in the midterms. Uh, the, the turnout for, for Democrats was abysmal. And because of that, 14%, I don't know what it, it, was, it was so stupid. It was, I, I think was it so was, upset. yeah, I think it was 18%, <laughs> but I could be wrong. But yeah. okay, it the, was so, so low. It was so low. And the bot, it was like the lowest in 80 years in, in 2014. And the thing about that is Democrats, because of their apathy and because they thought, oh, well, we've got this black Democratic president. That's fine. That's all we need. Because of that, we gave Republicans control of the Senate and the House so that when now let's just say, I mean, we don't know what would have happened in 2016. Maybe Donald Trump still would have won because a lot of it had to do with Russian Russian information and all that disinformation, I should say. Um, So let's just say that Democrats would have showed up in 2010 and 14 and get, you know, allowed Barack Obama to have a democratic Congress and, 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 and Senate and all of it, well, then they would have carried that over more than likely to, uh, you know, 2016. And Donald Trump would have, could have been president, but he would have had to deal with Democrats. And he wouldn't have done yep. as much damage. Whose fault is that? It's the people who didn't fucking vote. And then they want to just go, oh, Democrat, Democratic leadership is weak. And it's like, no, they can only do so much. If the Republicans are in control, they're free to obstruct. That's not the fault of the Democrats. And look, we basically hire, we elect our leaders. And so it's, you know, yeah, we want them to lead and we want them to be strong and they want, we want aggression. And sometimes the Democrats are a little bit weak when it comes to dealing with these neo-Nazis because that's not their mindset. And I don't know if I like the word weak, but sometimes I do wish they were a little bit more aggressive in their behavior. But they are dealing with people who are just willing to break every law and rule. And they're not. They're not going to do that. They're not going to stoop to that because if they do, then we become just like them. And, you know, so it's us too. It's the people. It's our fucking home. And I think so many people don't realize that. And it's so incredibly frustrating. I, I mean, yeah, everything you, everything you just said, <laughs> if you don't show up to vote, like I went, I, I've, t- I've told you this before, like I went to the rally to restore sanity and I was so hyped up for it. Like Glenn Beck had just had his stupid rally on August 28th and, and, and like, it, it was like, it was supposed to be a spoof on that where like Colbert and Stewart were going to DC and I flew all the way in from LA. I was, I, I like, I went with my wife, I went with my, my brother came in from New York. We were so excited. And then we're standing now for our, not once. Did they tell people to vote? You no. have that entire crowd, yeah. the entire nation is watching. Not once did they, they tell people to vote. And then what happened in 2010? I'm not blaming Colbert and Stewart, by the way. I'm just right. saying it would have been at least a little bit helpful. Yeah. Um, I just feel like we just didn't take it seriously enough. Mm-hmm. And then the Tea Party got power. Mm-hmm. And That's then the it. next thing you know, like Boehner is 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 speaker. Yeah. And and then that's and then it all went down the we had obama and 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 the pelosi congress for two years actually getting shit done and the the amount they crammed through in those two years is fucking phenomenal and when you go back and think about it yeah it's just like they repeal don't ask don't tell they Mm -hmm. obamacare it was just like thing after thing and you're just like wow the democrats can lead when they have the power Mm -hmm. but we have to show up and vote and make sure they're in there to do it yeah yeah, and that's and what it comes down to. So that just leads. Oh, I heard a little doggy. 
Was that your doggy? Oh, God. Yeah, I, one's whining upstairs Aww. in his cage, and the other one's, like, pacing around because I have my earbuds in. She's like, who the right. fuck are you talking to? So, Why yeah. aren't you paying attention so to me? Yeah. I live, I, I live in a zoo. <laughs> I, probably, I, don't, I don't even know where to go. I already went from upstairs to downstairs. Like, <laughs> Next. Well, we're a very animal Who friendly knows? show, so I don't, I don't, but I feel bad for your poor little puppy because, um, I know it's like, she's like, why? Or is there just he or she? Well, the he is in the cage, the okay. she is wandering around. Okay. Well. She's not as, she's not as vocal. <laughs> poor little thing. Um, okay. So I kind of want to yeah. go to the Merrick Garland. First of all, I want to just say this, uh, Muller, she wrote, tweeted out. In a Senate judiciary, judiciary hearing, Senator Whitehouse asked Garland if he was limiting his investigation to the rioters and not the funders. Garland said that while he can't say much, he can say there is no constraint being put on investigators. So that's good to know. Also, she said... Um, Garland says about investigating Trump, he will follow the DOJ inspector general recommendations. This is the first indication that he's waiting for the IG to decide whether to investigate and prosecute. The IG started the investigation on 125. So I think that's promising. And I'm not, I'm, you know, I want to hear your thoughts on this, but with Garland, you know, I'm, it's hard for me to make an absolute. I, in some cases I've felt disappointed um, even Allison Gill from Mueller, she wrote on the show, was saying, she, you know, we both agree. We don't think that the DOJ should back Trump for the E. Jean Carroll rape suit. But, um, you know, as far as this one six thing is going, uh, how do you feel about Garland? And I also want to know what you think might be happening with Steve Bannon. I think that there's a lot we just don't know. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, there's a lot that they're not putting out. I think this is my hope, mm -hmm. and I and I believe it, that, that they're just not putting out a lot into the public mm -hmm. because that could take potential juries even. Totally. So, uh, yeah. So I think that there's just a lot we don't know, mm -hmm. and people are people are frustrated. They're tired of waiting. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, I think that, honestly, I think that I'm not – to apprise to a lot of some of the other, I don't know, to the aging Carroll case. I'm not, I wasn't aware of a lot of that, but, mm -hmm. um, cause I've been, my head's been in the sand, um, cause I've been <laughs> dealing with a lot of this stuff, right. other policies, but, um, no, I, I, I honestly think that people are getting frustrated. Like, why isn't Merrick Garland doing anything? Mm -hmm. Like, well, what, what did you expect him to do? Mm -hmm. Like, what did you do? I mean, in reality, it's been less than a year since one six, it's mm -hmm. been less than a year since Trump's been out. Mm -hmm. And things take time to build a case to get things mm -hmm. to get things done. Yeah, so, yeah. Know. And then people are like, "Well, it just I'm takes gonna, time." I'm very like cautiously optimistic is what I'm going to say. Okay. And do you now? I think there's a good chance Bannon will go to jail, or at least be forced to testify. Yes. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. 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 I think. Yeah, I do. I think that he's going to, he was, wasn't he pardoned? Was he pardoned? Well, he was pardoned, but he was, pardoned, yeah, he was pardoned for that whole, um, you know, thing that was uh, funding the, the wall. It yeah. was, yeah. And then he took some of that money himself, but Trump just gave him a pardon, but, but that's all he was pardoned for. So that doesn't, you know, yeah. any crimes that he's going to commit outside of that are not pardoned. So as this is, you know, this thing, him being called to subpoena. And from what I understand, from what I heard on MSNBC, it, I think it's going to be next week. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen next week. 
And I think we all just yeah. have to kind of sit tight. And it's like you just said earlier, stop assuming the negative and the worst case scenario, because the Democrats yeah. have been playing this up that we're, we're going to make an example out of you. And because they've been doing that, they're going to really look like fucking idiots if they don't do it. I mean, at least the, the committee and the House voted that he was in contempt. So basically they've done their job. Now it goes to uh, the, the Washington or the D.C. Attorney General. Isn't it the Attorney General? And I, I, I assume Garland might weigh in. But I don't think like if the if the attorney is going to say, yeah, I believe Bannon should go to jail. I don't see Merrick Garland going, oh, no, don't send him to jail. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think, you know, I mean, the no, idea, I don't think so. Yeah. I, ideally, he would testify. Um, but, you know, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. And I think we'll probably see some kind of action next week. Jody uh, Hamilton and I discussed this on men- Monday and I, I mean I just think that's what's going to happen and I think we need to be chill about it even though it's really hard because everybody wants justice exactly. yesterday so you know yeah uh, that's exactly how I feel like I we just we are all eager for something to happen but I think we just need to like be patient and I like like I said I'm cautiously optimistic that things will work out like I don't I mean cautious yes who knows who knows i've been let down so many times of course (laughs) of course yes we all have all right here's what i wanted to i wanted to talk a little about a little about um the dave Chappelle thing now i know this is something that you are on fire about um i asked you because (laughs) i asked you uh and i i have opinions on it which i've pretty much kept to myself because I don't want to deal with a fucking headache on Twitter of, you know, everybody's got opinions. And I I imagine my opinion is very close to your opinion. Um, But what's, Mm -hmm. what is your take on all of this? I was super. And set it up, set it up. Twitter. (laughs) Set it up though, as far as what's going on with, with his jokes about trans or not jokes, but him talking about trans people. I honestly, like, I did not watch his special because I'm not a huge Dave Chappelle fan, period. Because mm-hmm. um, he's just done a bunch of humor that I just don't, I just don't personally find funny in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, but I, but it, you know, this, this, it's been in the media about what he said and what he did. And he basically was basically like, you're born, everybody comes out of like a woman's crotch right. and you're born one of the two genders. Like you're right. either male or female kind of thing. And so many words. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's like trans exclusionary feminist kind of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Just like, and then he just keeps digging this hole deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's just like, dude, like just why? And then he, and he's like passive, like going after like, just like LGBT in in general. And he, but he's, but he's always done this kind of stuff. So I'm not really surprised. Right. But then like when, um, and then there's the whole, spat between then Hannah Gadsby and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dave Chappelle and I'm just like and I love Hannah I yeah. fucking love her yeah she's brilliant well yeah. you know I mean I know so, some people I know some people who are Democrats and they've made comments to me about how they think I'm trying to remember I wouldn't necessarily call them TERFs trans exclusionary radical feminists because I don't think they're first of all they're not radical feminists and second of all Mm -hmm. um, they're not in that world because there is a specific world and there are talking points within that um, 
I don't want to call it a movement, but this group of people, you know, a lot of times they say that, like, for instance, a trans woman is really a man who is in a woman's space and they're making women feel uncomfortable in a bathroom or whatever it is. And, you know, I had a couple uh, of them on my on my Facebook page. Actually, one of them followed my writing and I told her, because she was bringing shit up on my page, and I was like, N- you're using these GOP talking points. And I think she was talking about bathrooms mm-hmm. or something. And, and I was like, oh, oh, that d- no, not on my page. So I think I wound up blocking her and didn't realize she was a patron of mine on my writing page. So she left this whole long thing about how I was silencing her. And it's like, okay, right, I'm silencing you. You get to say whatever the fuck you want, you know, anywhere else but my page. So, um, but the thing is, is that, okay, so again, these people that I'm talking about, they're not the TERFs. They're Democrats. They vote for Democrats and they believe in equality and all that stuff. But at the same time, they think that trans people are, that there's something wrong with them and they don't understand it. And And it's like, I've tried talking to them and it's like, why do you have to understand it? Why can't you just accept that? Yeah. Like this is what's making them happy or, and and frankly, they're not fucking happy because they don't feel if, if they're born with, you know, a a man's body, but they feel that they're a woman, then that's going to be all kinds of fucking, you know, issues and and pain. And, and then when you do decide, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make that transition. I'm going to start dressing that way. I'm going to start taking the hormones. Then you have people making fun of you and talking shit about you and pointing and staring. I mean, you can learn so much from Charlotte Clymer's Twitter feed about that. And Um, I love her so much. Yeah. And, and it's like, um, I just don't, I don't, it's like if Dave Chappelle feels that, that that's, I don't know if, is it wrong? Did he say it was wrong? I don't know if he said it was wrong, but he just feels that it's like, okay, well, you're born a woman, you're a woman, you're born a man. Yeah. Why does as he far get to as decide? I can tell, he just says it doesn't, like, it doesn't exist. Like, being transgender doesn't exist. Like, it's like, there's no such thing. That's basically what wow. I got from what I, what I could tell. Yeah, because I haven't seen and, the special either. Yeah, I haven't watched. I haven't watched him. I watched like his response where he's like, "Oh, talk under conditions," which was like a bit. He was yeah. doing it, but there are conditions. Like it was a bit. Like he wasn't right. actually saying, "I'll do it under conditions." Like he was just doing it. Another. He was like totally drunk and was doing another stand-up set and was <sighs> just being an ass because that's what that's what he's really good at. And I, I'll like, <laughs> I don't care if people come after me for calling Dave Chappelle an ass. It's fucking ass. Like that was. It's fucking. It's fucking. And you see the guys in the audience. They're all like standing up with yeah. the beers yeah. and their guts hanging out. They're like, yeah, yeah, the toxic, yeah, yeah toxic and it's like, masculinity. oh shit. Uh, it's all it's all coming from a very egotistical insecure Mm -hmm. place Mm -hmm. of like they don't want to have any of their own (laughs) self-discovery they just like they only understand what's inside their own little bubble of a world that they can't comprehend that anybody else is different like i had to deal with it in a much different way coming out of the closet yeah where you're just like people look at you like oh you're with a woman what are you doing so that's so like because they don't understand it because they don't like a, a woman that's like they don't like a woman right. and it's like well, okay good good for you you don't like women <laughs> i do we can live in this world together exactly. like it's like i'm not think of me as one less woman to take away a man from your options i don't know like it's it's i don't it's it that's i don't understand like why people just can't just let people just be their truest self and live their lives 
Yeah, and, and yeah, and then does, you like, have these what? What's like? Why do you even care? Why does this yes. joke have to be in your set? Mm-hmm. Like, why did you think? Did you do it to get the attention because you're yeah. becoming irrelevant? Like, you love to like all all the fans are calling Hannah Gadsby irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she's like super popular in Australia. Mm-hmm. She's got her own Netflix special. She's fucking everywhere. She's touring. And then like Dave Chappelle has set, says all this, and then all of a sudden, oh look, he's back in the media mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, again, first of all, why do you care, Dave Chappelle? And why do you have to make a joke out of this? Why do you get to be the person who decides how people are going to live their life? And the thing is, is, you know, I mean, there's also the aspect of so many of these male comedians are getting angry because they're talking about cancel culture. Number one, no one's canceling him. Netflix isn't. And no. Yeah. So that's not happening. And I mean, I I haven't necessarily heard him talking about cancel culture on this issue, but it certainly brings it up because they all love to bring up the cancel culture. The thing about a comedian or an entertainer or like me, a podcaster. Sure. I can say things that are horrible, but then I have to deal with the reaction from when I say things. So if you don't like it, you're free to say, I don't like what Kimberly just said. And if I support Kimberly on Patreon, I'm pulling my support. That's your choice. I'm not being canceled. Exactly. I'm getting a critique from one person. And, you know, I mean, you're going to have a lot of people, but the more people that see you, the more critiques that you're going to get. But you can't just expect that you can say anything you want. And if people don't like it, they're, they're not supposed to shut up for you. If they don't like it, they have just as much right as you do to say you're full of shit. And I mean, as far as Dave Chappelle talking about trans people, I just I think, you know, I mean, again, I've stayed away from it on Twitter and it's not that I don't want to um, support trans people. I try to support trans people in a different way, not bringing Dave Chappelle into this, because unfortunately, then it just becomes an argument. And it's like you said earlier, when you go above against these people and it's they see it as an attack. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, if you're throwing hate at someone, of course they're going to, but, but if you're trying to argue with someone who doesn't believe a trans thing is real, who's going to win? Nobody. I don't care how much fucking, you know, information you throw at them. They're not going to come around to your way of thinking. So I'd rather just not deal with all of the turfs and the haters and just talk about other issues with trans people in a more productive and a positive way um, on Twitter. Like it's different here. You and I can have a real nuanced conversation, um, but that's not possible on Twitter. Yeah. Sorry. My dog, my dog, <laughs> not a cat, just jumped all fours on the counter and knocked off a bowl. So if you heard a giant crash, that was what that was. Jesus Christ. Well, your dog definitely wants to be on the Start Me Up podcast. (laughs) Clearly. That's rude, Jolene. Rude. Oh, oh my God. Sorry. Her name is Jolene. Her name is Jolene. That is so freaking cute. Do you sing her Jolene? Oh, yes. We do. Yeah, it was a name. She's a rescue, and she was, we got her at two years old, and that was her name. (laughs) <laughs> and we're just like it's so perfect yeah so we, and we call her joey yeah she's so perfect what's your other doggy's um, name she's a great dog what's the other da- what's the other no, dog? that's huh? cooper, cooper. We got him. he's a rescue as well but he, we got him as a puppy he's um he's a lab mix and oh he's he's a handful he's <laughs> <laughs> but he's sweet he's still like a puppy he's like 16 months old so Aww. he's still very puppy like but in a giant body yeah well it's i was Um, i was talking about on my patron my patrons only show today um 
I went over to my dad's last. I God, I wish I could remember what kind of dog this is. There's a name for this dog that he has, and it looks like he's the dog has a Labrador face, but he's got like the short little um, stubby legs. But what's funny about him is he one of his paws is deformed and it kind of turns out. And but I mean, you look at him and you go, oh, poor, but he doesn't even notice. I think occasionally it might ache him a little bit, but it doesn't stop him from anything. You know, he just he runs around. He's like probably the happiest, most spoiled dog that has ever lived. And um, and it was sad because my dad got this dog. Uh, it was his brother's dog. And COVID broke out, and my, I guess my aunt, my brother's wife, she has some kind of issue. She's immunocompromised, and that, nobody really knows what it is, but it has to do with her lungs. Something, and it was bad. For the longest time, she was on a machine. She couldn't breathe on her own, and they had to get rid of the dog because she couldn't take, you know, my, my uncle would go off and do, he works and flies across the country all the time so he's not home and she couldn't take care of the dog by herself and so they had to give the dog to my dad which I know broke her fucking heart but you know I was grateful because my dad desperately needed a dog and they didn't have any animals and my dad just always had dogs so this dog Benny came around and he's just he's so funny he's so filled with personality they make such a difference in our lives animals are so amazing and I just I'm so it's like that's why I don't care if animals make noises and you know disrupt my podcast it's like I love them <laughs> I love them they're oh, all they're, welcome yeah and they're so sweet and like you can't help but just like you just have to laugh cause yeah it's just like they, they're just living in this space and like she's had such a rough life I'm like do whatever you want everything's fine I, I don't I don't even care it's just I, I basically just I went and hid in a different room and that's what happened but every time I move a room like some other chaos happened but I don't even know we were talking about we were still talking about Dave Chappelle yes. I don't know if you want to still go back there sure <laughs> if you do if you've got more to say I am open no I just think it people say things to bring attention back to themselves. And yeah. I, 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 I think you're so right. I'd rather focus on doing more trans inclusionary stuff right. and working on legislation towards that. And, and instead of, it's like, it was like with, with same sex marriage, mm -hmm. like we had dealt with the haters for so mm -hmm. long mm -hmm. and public opinion, it starts somewhere and it slowly sways. What I, what I always hated though, was when people were like, like 70% of Americans um, believe in gay marriage and I'm like oh you believe in me <laughs> I know right like, I know it's just like oh you believe it now right. oh you believe yeah. in it oh okay it's like no like no we we all we're all here we all deserve the same yes. rights under the law um and that's that's basically where I am at with with trans rights too and like we just there's always going to be haters there's always yeah. people that don't understand because they just can't wrap their head around reality and we just need to work towards progress and equality and that's uh, that's all we can do because we can yell to we're blue in the face and they're exactly. not going to get it if anything just like with the masks they're gonna just bite back harder mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. with their own opinions because people are so full of themselves and mm -hmm. believe that they are correct mm -hmm. yeah so uh, yeah so I we mean, just need to live by example and like and yeah and that's that's where we're at. And again, another good reason to stop needing fucking voter enthusiasm for Democrats because Democrats are the only party that are going to save or preserve rights for any of us, you know, except for the white men, which always have all the rights. But outside of that, you know, women, black women, gay women, black gay women, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like <laughs> we all need to make sure that we vote in the people who, you know, 
we're, are going to take care of us and make sure that we our rights are either preserved or open to, to even more rights because we don't it's not all equal not everything is equal exactly right and then and then if you even want to go to like an equalizer thing you go because like what's something that everyone deals with and that's healthcare. Right. And you and you think to yourself, like, we need we need better health care. We need better access to health care. Obama only went so far. We need to go farther. Mm-hmm. And if you think about like people like you think about certain things that, you know, we, we are more affordable now versus other things, like say like insulin or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like it's so ridiculous that anybody would ever have to ration insulin mm-hmm. I know. in this country. And it happens on both sides of the aisle, mm-hmm. young and old, from mm-hmm. kids with type one to people with like everybody and it's just like why why is that partisan how is healthcare partisan yeah and it's just like that's where i try like to bring people together on the issues and it's like everything these days has become partisan Mm -hmm. absolutely everything and you just i don't i can't understand i just don't i don't understand it well i i think it really does come from the fact you know when you add up Decades, I've said this so many times, but decades of GOP defunding education add to that the Fox News propaganda bullshit that we've been fed. And then and then add to that, you have all these offshoots. Now we have OAN and I don't know what's Newsmax is the other one. And then you've got the talk radio. I think all of it combined has, you know, and, and then also I'm going to go back to the fact that because Democrats did not vote while Obama was president, they didn't show up to the midterms. They gave power to Republicans and the Tea Party got in the Tea Party. Now, I mean, we can go back so, so many fucking years, decades to like the John Birch Society, because actually the John Birch Society was the Tea Party. The, one of the founding fathers yeah. was Fred Koch, Father Koch. So they finally got legislative power in 2010 because Democrats didn't show up to vote. And that was like, and then, you know, Sarah Palin gave them, gave the Tea Party a spokesperson during the 2008 campaign. And the Tea Party gets in and we've got the Ted Cruz's of the world. And and that led to Trump. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, and then Trump came along and opened up the doors to all this fucking rage and anger and making it okay to hate people in public and both sides there's good people on both sides of fucking white supremacy and saying all this shit I think that's why we're here and it you know it's it's that's why healthcare has been turned into this partisan thing when it really shouldn't be when really the MAGA people want the same thing you and I want we all want the same thing yeah and then you look at the Supreme Court mm-hmm. and like what happened with that. Like we were able, they got Trump in, and then he got three Supreme Court justices yes. of all the people. Like I, I was know. upset that he was going to maybe get one. I know. And the got fact three. that he got three, yeah, I was just like, and then and then you see what happened with abortion in Texas, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh my god, it's it's like elections have consequences. Mm-hmm. Not showing up to an election has a consequence. Mm-hmm. So if you think that Dems are going to lose, so you're just not going to show up. Well, they're starting to lose if you don't show up. Yeah. It's just so fucking like, obvious. Yeah. It's like, seems like such a simple solution. You go to vote every two years, mm-hmm. just make it a habit to go vote every two years. I go vote every year. Cause there's like the off year ones right. too. Like this year, my, like my city has a, you know, for a mayor. Mm-hmm. So I vote for, I'm going to vote for mayor. And cause that, that, cause all politics are local. Mm-hmm. Everything starts 
around you. Yeah, and what's really scary is QAnon people are getting into our school boards. So it's MAGA and QAnon people. And yes, you know, this is local. These are the people that are going to be deciding things about our children. What I will say, and I'm really grateful because, you know, uh, COVID. Uh, vaccines are going to be available for kids 5 to 11 starting next week. Oh my God, I'm so grateful. But I'm so grateful too that I live in a, not only do I live in a blue state, the county that I live in is phenomenal. I mean, the education here is so fantastic. And, you know, I always look up every day the COVID for my county, COVID new cases. And I would say like a couple of weeks ago, we were at 179 you know, average per day of new cases. And it's gone down. And I think the last time for October 26th, which was yesterday, it was at like 58. It was around 47 the day before that. So it's really good that these cases are going down. You've got these red states and it's going to be a completely different story. But I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful because I think what's going to happen, um, I'm getting my booster on the fourth next Tuesday. I'm just going to do a Moderna booster. I had Moderna. Have you had your booster yet? Not yet, no. What did you get, Pfizer? Or I don't. I got Pfizer. I don't qualify just yet, so I just haven't. I don't. I don't think I qualify just yet. If I do, I'm gonna go get it. Well, you know what? This is what I'm gonna do. Um, I qualified. You qualify if. So you you would qualify if you're uh, over 18, and you either have some issue with your health, or if you work with a lot of people. So I figure that even though I don't work with a lot of people, I figure that since it's okay for them to take the vaccine, I'm going to take the vaccine because I'm going to be on Thanksgiving. I'm going to go to my dad's house. And even though everybody's been like vaxxed up there, my niece will have only received, she might get both shots before then, but she's probably only going to get one. And that's going to be decent. I think that takes you up to like 80% protection after the first shot. And then the second shot takes you up farther. But I feel like I want to get boosted before I uh, go see her. And so I'm just going to fucking do it. I just, you know what? I got something in the in my email. And I thought, I wonder uh, what's going on if I could just schedule an appointment. So I did it. And it was like I got, while I was doing it, it, it confirmed me. And I got an email saying, you're confirmed for next Thursday. So, you know, fuck it. I'm going to go. And uh, I'm going to get oh, that booster. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm excited. But I think what's going to happen, you know, now that kids are fine. And also, Moderna was a, uh, not approved. But I think, I think the, I don't know if it was FDA. But whoever it was, whether it was Moderna or the FDA said it's safe for children. So if Moderna said it was safe for children, then they're going to put it to the FDA. And then when the FDA decides that it's safe, it's just going to be like a week or so. And and then the CDC will figure out distribution. So I know that with, Fi- and with Pfizer, it's two shots for the kids. So I think it's like a half a dose, but it's divided up into two shots. And we're going to see, I think, with all these people getting boosters and all these kids getting vaccines – Boy, I think we're going to see a real difference in the number of cases. Although in the red states, I don't know what's going to happen. I still don't. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm super lucky where I am. Like I live in one of, I live in the most vaccinated state, you know, besides like Puerto Rico. Um, <laughs> like I live in the most vaccinated um, state. And um, like I have two Democratic senators. I have a Democratic governor. I have a Democratic representative. I have a Democratic wow. mayor. Like I'm like fully aware of how how lucky I am to live in this blue bubble that like we're like over 80% I think like 82% vaccinated wow. in the state 
So it's, it's, it's phenomenal. So I'd like, I feel pretty, yeah. pretty good about it. And I, yeah. and I'm sure the people that they're, and then I'm pretty sure the people will get their kids vaccinated. Cause even the Trumpers here, yeah. they're getting their kids vaccinated. Interesting. So, cause it's like, it's more about health mm-hmm. than anything else. So it's like, they have their other issues with everything else, but they haven't really made masks that much of an right. issue or vaccines that much of an issue here that I can tell. Right. I'm sure there are some pockets that do, but as far as I can tell, I haven't really seen too much of it. Now, are you comfortable? But with then there going... are the red states. <laughs> yeah, then there are the red states. Are you comfortable going to a restaurant? I am. I mean, I usually sit like if I can, I'll sit outside, although the weather's getting colder. Mm-hmm. Or if I'll, or I'll sit at a at the bar and kind of like away from other people. Mm, okay. Um, generally speaking, and then the bartenders usually wear masks. I was in D.C. over the weekend and um, ate outside. Mm-hmm. everywhere I went because it was a really beautiful weekend right, yeah and I went to one bar and then I got like I was a little bit nervous so we ended up leaving <laughs> well, <laughs> but um so I get like I think it goes it, I think it depends on how crowded it is yes, how nervous yes. I get well you did see there's now there's delta plus have you been hearing about this <laughs> sounds like a new streaming service <laughs> yeah no I don't know exactly I mean Delta Plus we heard about this earlier this year um but now I guess it's in it's actually in DC and I'm trying to think I think it's of course it's in Texas um I think it's in Texas Uh, but anyway there's like three or four states including DC but I don't really know too much about it I don't know how dangerous it is or if it's more how much more dangerous it might be than Delta but that's the name of it is Delta Plus so that, that's another reason I want to get my fucking booster because it's like, I just, you know, I mean, it's so weird to be excited about getting a vaccine, but I, but you know, and I tweeted this, it's like, well, it's weird to feel excited about it, but what I'm excited about is freedom. And it's not the free D U M B that we're hearing from the right about bullshit Liberty. It's literal freedom. Like I feel more comfortable being around people or, you know, going yeah, to a restaurant absolutely. or something like that. Yeah, like even with my double Pfizer shots, I know that I have like, what is it, like over 90% mm-hmm. protection, where even if I were to get it, I, it wouldn't be fatal. Like I might right. have some like subtle symptoms, but I right. like I have some friends who it, uh, there was a wedding that I didn't go to. And I just, cause I heard that there were some unvaccinated people coming. So I was like, no, I'm not gonna go. And then it turns out both the bride and the groom got Whoa. COVID afterwards I don't know if it was from the wedding or if it was from events surrounding the wedding or whatever it was but I was like oh my goodness wow but since they were both vaccinated you know they were they were both fine yeah so so that's where I'm at where I'm like okay I am vaccinated I wear masks to all the stores yeah, me too. I, I'm still I still go masked up everywhere or into a restaurant wear a mask into a restaurant mm-hmm. until I sit down and and it's basically just like taking as many precautions as possible, but also knowing that I have that extra layer of protection by being vaccinated. Yeah, it really, it really, I mean, and the that's, thing, that, yeah, yeah, the thing that worries me about that is like, there's no guarantee that if you get a breakthrough case that you're not going to experience uh, either long COVID or long-term COVID symptoms. So, or like, you know, two months down the line, you might have cognitive issues that can still happen uh, with breakthrough cases. Yeah. But obviously, I think your chances of getting really, really sick, and I, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's like a mild case, if you have a, a smaller chance of getting that. I don't know. But obviously, we're more protected with it. And I just know that 
I really truly believe, and I keep saying this, and I maybe I'm just trying to speak it into existence, but I think that by springtime, it's really going to be different. You know, we're going to have so there's going to be so much relief, but then we'll just have the extra added stress of a midterm approaching. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh God. at least hopefully we'll have the COVID shit out of the way and there won't be some terrible variant that the vaccines just don't work with. So hope or work against. So hopefully, hopefully everything will be good. But you know, I know my mom, it's so funny because it's now three fifty eight uh, DC time and her, she's getting her second Moderna dose and it's going to be at 420, <laughs> which I think Ooh. is funny. But anyway, um, <laughs> I know that you have to go and I'm so grateful that you could be here and it's always so much fun to talk to you. So of course, before I let you go, tell everybody where to find you and then talk about vote vets and all that. Give everybody that information. <laughs> well, you can find me on, on all the socials at Sarah Wood Writer, like you're writing something down. Um, Sarah Wood Writer <laughs> on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And then I am, yeah, I work over, I'm, I do social media over at, at Boat Vets. And you can find that at Boat Vets on everything. Awesome. And yeah, we just, yeah, we're just doing as much as we can for veterans and military families and trying to uplift their voices and get um, progressive legislation passed that's um, in the best, best interest of veterans and honestly in the best interest of everybody. And thank you for that. And guess what? I've got Marcus Flowers coming here who was endorsed <gasps> by Votes. Yes. Yeah, he's coming here on the 1st of November and he's running against Marjorie Three Names. So I'm so excited to talk to him. Oh, yeah. Yay. And oh, he's great. Yeah, you he, love him. He's great. great I can't guy. wait. Yeah. I'm so happy that he said yes. So I'm so grateful. And of course, you can find me at Author Kimberly on Twitter, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget that extra E at the end of my name. All my books are on Amazon. Thank you, Sarah. It's always awesome talking to you. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll talk to you again next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.